0: Football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at CBSI.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and he. Box draft review.
1: When did all those rookies get drafted? The answer is whenever Jamie was picking. Welcome to the show, everybody. (laughs) Jamie drafted a lot of rookies. In our 12-team PBR mock draft that we did last week. And we're going to talk about the draft. I don't think we're going to go pick by pick, but we'll tell you where the rookies went. We'll give you the best pick, the worst pick, the best team, the worst team, and the strategies that were involved. Happy Monday, Dave and Jamie. hope you guys had a uh, great weekend. Good Mother's Day. Good to speak to you again.
2: Good to hear your voice. Thanks. Uh, Mother's Day was good on our end. My mom boarded a cruise ship in Los Angeles. She and my dad are going to check out the Panama Canal really stuff there yeah that's cool whereas uh my wife and i we had brunch on the beach walked on the beach kids complained about being on the beach left the beach (laughs) and then had all you could eat steak for dinner it was amazing
1: jamie good weekend
3: yeah a lot of sports a lot of sports my uh four-year-old won his t-ball playoff game so we uh live to fight another day. oh we'll play play tomorrow or tonight excuse me monday night um then he, uh, he scored a goal in his soccer game on Sunday. And my seven-year-old, uh,
2: I think he hit
3: three or four baskets in his basketball game. Ooh. Sunday. Little no key athletes.
2: Track. No. <laughs> Points, rebounds, assists, fouls, Yeah, a couple key, key
3: It was funny. We had, uh, uh, considering the Raptors game, we had a buzzer beater called off.
2: Oh.
1: Oh, Waved my off. gosh. I almost woke up the baby After last the night watching that game. I freaked out with that Did shot. Did you watch it live and then yeah. watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! I
3: wonder how many people did that. It was, it was. I was crazy. following the game on Twitter while I was watching Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, why? What? What's wrong with you? Like it's so obvious. You watch the, the game there, live. There, there are
3: two live events that you uh, that, that you can can you you can you can deal with. Um, <laughs> game of Thrones has to be watched live.
1: Fine. Uh, Dave, do you know the palindrome for the Panama Canal? No. A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. Very cool, Palindrome. You're welcome. Okay, best He's You just p- looked that up right now? No, I knew it, but I had to write it out to make sure I was right. Best pick <laughs> and worst pick. We're going to Dave Richard for the best pick of the 12-team PPR mock draft that
2: we just did. I thought the best pick was Andrew Luck at 79th overall. Insane value.
1: It's, I, it's I You heist. know, it's it's, it's strange for us to go with a quarterback when we talk about best and worst picks. I was surprised you went there.
2: But went there, I did. <laughs> Damn it! <clears throat> and okay. it might have been it might have been the best pick because I would have taken him at 80th overall. He's my number one quarterback. I think he's going to be amazing this year. Getting him in uh, round seven. That, look, I'm I'm all for waiting on quarterback. That's just insanity. So what was it you said 79th overall? 79. Aaron Rodgers went 60th.
1: Mahomes went early. Mahomes went 30th or something like that. Right, right around 30th. So, uh, yeah. Um, 50, 50 picks later, 49 picks later, Andrew Luck over Patrick Mahomes.
2: Mahomes went exactly 30th. 30th? Yeah, good for me.
1: Man of Plan, a Canal, Panama. J- uh, Jamie, what was the worst pick of this draft? I have, I have three. Oh. <laughs> one
3: was uh, one owner decided to take a chance on Rob Gronkowski with the thought oh, yeah. that he may play at some point this season. Yeah, didn't like that. That's a that's that an was, early. That d- was round eleven. That's Around an early 11.
2: drop. Huh? That's an early drop.
3: Yeah, that's an early drop. Yes. Um, second one was Damian Williams, round three.
2: That was a great pick.
3: Headed that one, and the third one was—it's uh, escaping me right now. Oh, uh, taking both Jarvis Landry and Brandon Cooks ahead of Kenny Galladay uh, at the three-four swing.
1: Worked out for me. I took Kenny Galladay. Yes. What about Sammy Watkins going ahead of Kenny Galladay? I can somewhat justify that. I don't
3: like it, but look, if Tyree kills out, Sammy Watkins is going to get a ton of uh, upside.
1: All right, so Dave took Damian Williams, which he does every draft we do. And, <laughs> and in
3: every write-up, I go, I hate Damian Williams.
1: <laughs> <the> <laughs> so wait, that's 36 5 32nd 30 overall, Damian Williams. Uh, you and, and it only took him one second to make the pick. One second. and it took I Absolutely it, knew I wanted him. took Jamie one second to hate the pick. All right, so discuss. That, discuss. I knew it was coming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, th- go ahead, guys. No, so but one draft you took him in round five. I thought that was good. Or round four, round four or five. Round well, sure, if I can get him in round four, even better. I didn't think he'd make it back to you. Could have gotten round four. Well, I know you were. You might have taken him in round four. No, you had a, you had two picks before I made my next pick. So did I. Uh, we're going to talk about Damian Williams for the next three months. He's going to be polarizing on this podcast. I like having the lead running back in a powerful offense like Kansas City's. If uh, if, potentially, sure, because we don't know about Tyreek Hill, but even if Tyreek's not playing, Hardman got rave reviews at their rookie minicamp. Let's see how he progresses. Uh, Carlos Hyde is, you know, I I think he's on the wrong side of his career. We'll see what they've got in Darwin Thompson. Not ready to hitch my wagon to him. I liked what I saw from Damian Williams last year. The funny thing about it is that I can make the argument against Damian Williams, too. Well, yeah. Just it, as yeah. easily as I can make it for him. He looked great last year. He's an Andy Reid running back. He should be the lead guy. Like, I, I was thinking about it this morning. I, I think I could make the argument against him as well. I just don't want to. Well, Jamie's yeah. got more ammo against me of course. every time we bring him up.
1: <laughs> no, um, I, you uh, look. you can make an argument for and against most players. There are a few guys who don't have any downside, but I would say. There are a few agree or disagree. I know Dave's gonna agree. There are a few players with the upside of Damian Williams. He could be he could perform oh, like the number one player in fantasy. I, absolutely he could be great.
2: It's just Oh, I don't think he'll be the number one player. No, but in he he could
0: perform. There. perform there's there's, there's, that there's way. a lot to
3: like about him. I, I I certainly see the 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 potential there. Uh but you know, again, I, I just think there's enough downside that I wouldn't take him that early. I, I still think he's the best of Kansas City's trio of running backs coming into the season. It's all about value. I just don't think the value is there for him in round three.
1: Okay, I'm trying to just do some math. 14 plus 18 is 32. So here are the PPR fantasy points scored by Damian Williams in the final six games of the season, including two postseason games. 18, 29, 24, 12, 25, 32. I mean, that right there is good enough to be the number one running back, you know, if he did that for 16 games, which he won't. Uh, But... Yeah, and so wait, he did not have more than 13 carries in a game in the regular season. In the postseason, he had 25 carries against the Colts and then 10 against New England. So, not to think about. And he had had no
2: competition for touches then. And what about catches? How many catches did he have? Catches, yeah, he had a lot.
1: He he had five Uh in each of the playoff games, and he had four, six, seven, and one. So he had four more catches in five of those six games.
2: Perfect for PPR. Yeah, it's great.
1: All righty. Andrew Luck, great pick. Rob Gronkowski, Damian Williams, according to Jamie. And uh, Kenny Galladay went too late, basically, is what we're saying. Uh, and we'll tell you where he went. In fact, I think I felt like the wide receivers, at least as we got into, like, round three, early round four, were sort of pushing the running backs down a little bit, um, like Aaron Jones, Chris well, Carson. the best, the best pick Lindsay. of the
3: draft was Dalvin Cook in round three.
1: Oh, yeah. That was crazy. That now, was part crazy. of that
3: was a little bit of a draft snafu.
1: Yeah. That's okay. You don't have to say that. (laughs) But
3: Dalvin Cook. Well, He he probably would have gone, I'll say, six or seven picks earlier.
1: All right. We'll we'll tell you where Dalvin Cook went. I'll tell you right now. He went 29th overall in between Diggs. Oh, it was Diggs stealing Cook. How about Mm -hmm. that? How are you not going to be good, Kirk Cousins? Uh, Injuries, news, and notes. (laughs) We do have some news and notes to get to. Adam Gase said that Le'Veon Bell will be at mandatory minicamp. He won't be at the voluntary stuff, but he'll be at the mandatory stuff, according to Adam Gase. Doug Peterson won't say if Carson Wentz will be ready for OTAs. And meanwhile, Philadelphia is signing quarterback Cody Kessler. What's your take there?
2: As long as he's ready for training camp. That's it. Okay, Get him on the field in July. The Patriots signed Ben Watson
1: to a one-year deal worth up to $3 million. What's your take there?
2: Was he taken in this draft? No, but I think he's so. very might be. I mean I would rather have Safarian Jenkins and Watson, wouldn't you? No, I don't think ASJ was taken. Maybe and uh Watson wasn't either. I know ASJ was taken late in our dynasty league draft. You know, we we do a draft with the draft. rookies and every it's not rookie only because there's free well, agents. Well uh, yes, you're right. And so he was a free agent, someone took him
3: but and it's, then it's, uh then, then
2: Watson signed like the, the next
3: day. I didn't want to give the impression that it's just uh, our start of a start of dynasty league. Yes, that's fair.
2: Yeah, so what do you think? I mean,
1: do you care about Watson?
3: Uh, I think it'll be a tight end by committee. I still hope that they uh, do what they usually do in New England, which is, you know, go get a veteran or a player that is in a bad situation because they've made a dynasty out of that, uh, and go get Kyle Rudolph, who is Mm -hmm. not going to get a contract extension from the Patriots.
1: Yeah, it's worth worth mentioning Ben Watson, really. (laughs) Like, he's just doesn't really move the needle. He's had one good no. season and maybe like ever, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was great harsh. the first year after Jimmy Graham in New Orleans. Yeah, and and last year we were a little optimistic that he might be able to, you know, sneak up on you as a top 12 guy or something as a tight end because he was the previous, he was the, in 2015 in New Orleans, he was like the number eight tight end and last year, 35 catches, 400 yards and two touchdowns
2: for the Saints. Someone on Twitter floated the idea that Cameron Brait would be a good fit in New England. Former Harvard guy, backup getting but they'd have a decent to chunk his of deal. change. Right, a they'd have to rework his deal, and b how much better is he than Ben Watson? Better. He's better, but a lot know. better. A Little better.
3: Well, I mean, he's got like, like
2: is he worth the effort years? to trade a pick and redo his contract when they just, you know, found Ben Watson mm-hmm. sleeping in their facility?
3: I Man, if you get Kyle Rudolph for a fourth round pick or less, that'd be awesome.
1: Uh, let's see, Doug Baldwin appears to be retiring. Uh, Game of Thrones style Jamie
3: yeah he uh he wrote a letter to his younger self about the life he would live I guess the path he would take and then at the end he dropped the Jon Snow gif gif whatever you say gif sure um
1: you're the gif Gif master you should know this
3: uh speaking of which what some of the things you (laughs) said um uh yeah uh he dropped the uh the Jon Snow GIF of uh My Watch has ended. I uh <laughs> so most most people are going with the thought of he's retired.
1: Dave, I sent you the same GIF that I sent Jamie and both of you were like very, <laughs> very shocked. It was pretty weird. I, I have a lot of fun with the with the GIF app. And Baldwin, uh Baldwin was a great fantasy receiver. He was.
3: For for a three year stretch from twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen. He was he was pretty good.
1: Top twelve or thirteen every year. Philip he Lindsay, averaged eighty
3: two catches, a thousand yards, and ten touchdowns over that three years. span.
1: Philip Lindsay will be limited in minicamp as he recovers from offseason wrist surgery. Same thing with uh, Mahomes. Just as long as he's good for training camp.
2: Mahomes, sorry,
1: you mean Wentz? Wentz. Why did I say Mahomes? I mean, all, yeah, all of
2: a sudden, Mahomes is hurt, and those two are the same. That's bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, a year ago, Carson Wentz or uh, Patrick Mahomes wished he was Carson Wentz. He did. The the Giants signed... Now Carson Wentz
2: wishes he was Patrick Mahomes.
1: Or Carson Wentz. Giants signed right tackle Mike Remmers. A little upgrade at right tackle. Yeah. Jacksonville linebacker Telvin Smith is taking the year off.
3: Yeah. He uh, hopefully gets his life in order, whatever he's doing.
1: Yeah. The Dolphins signed cornerback Xavier Howard to a record-setting deal. They actually allowed the Dolphins, allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers in 2018. But pretty much all the good ones did well against them. Not Adam Thielen, but that was late in the year. But not Kenny Galladay. But most of the good ones did really well <laughs> against them.
3: <laughs> Let me point out some examples of guys who did. That. Well, um, yeah, it's it. It has a chance to be one of the better secondaries in the NFL.
1: No, they're if Minka
3: Fitzpatrick takes that leap,
1: they're gonna be awesome. I'm really excited. They are. No, and they signed my secondary Waltz, could be Mark Walton. Yeah, how's their be. pass rush?
3: Uh, pass rush is terrible. But again. I didn't say defense. I just said secondary. Mm
1: -hmm. Mark Walton, signed by the Dolphins.
3: Mark Walton, two months from now, cut by the Dolphins.
1: Yeah. Hometown kid getting a chance. Uh, All right. We got the mock draft review. Yes. Agreed. We will talk about this 12-team PPR mock draft. Our least favorite team. Our favorite team. Guess what? Dave's favorite team was mine. Love it. Uh, A mistake I made. Why my team could have been even better. A conundrum I faced, and I made a call that people on Twitter didn't like. Talk about all that. Where the rookies went, though, that's primarily what we're going to discuss. We're going to do it all right after this quick break on fantasy football today. Okay, Jamie, where'd you draft all the rookies? Every pick. Pretty much my
3: strategy. I I, I basically followed the NFL draft. I took Kyler Murray in round one. (laughs) Um I uh I'm probably be aggressive with Josh Jacobs in a lot of drafts now. We'll see what happens come August and September. But uh, I took Jacobs and I've done this in in a couple of magazine publications that I'm drafting in as well. So I took Jacobs at the turn uh the start of the start of round four. Um, I was picking 11th, so um, I kind of had the idea of after taking receivers with my first two picks that if he was there early round four, I would take him, and and sure enough, there he was. So I took Jacobs in round four. I took Montgomery in round six. Again, similar scenario of uh, I, I like the value of him compared to some of the other running backs on the board, and he was my third running back after going two receivers, two running backs, and a tight end in round five. And then Daryl Henderson was an easy choice for me where I took him. I believe it was round 10, round nine. So right before round 10. And that was uh, also right in front of the Todd Gurley owner.
1: Ah, yes. As
3: well. So uh, I did not think, and again, picking 11th, I did not think at the the, the two next picks after me that I would get Henderson back. So uh, I just liked, again, the value for him there. Uh well, I, I I had a strange draft with how I sort of built this team, which we can get into in a little bit if you want, but sure. those are the those are three rookies that I took. I, I you know, I think if you look at most people's rookie rate ratings, rankings for um seasonal and dynasty, uh for the most part, I think you'll see Jacobs, Montgomery, and Henderson in the top four.
1: So Jacobs, you took thirty eighth overall. That was the second pick of round four. And you took him after Devontae Freeman and Leonard Fournette were taken, but you took Jacobs ahead of Aaron Jones. Yep. Jones, like, Dalvin Cook was the, was the one in round three that really stood out, 29th overall. Aaron Jones in round four, it was very surprising that he was there. So that was, it was like, the same situation. Just, we'll
3: just explain it. I mean, okay. it, it, we had two two picks that were made, and people didn't see it. They were pulled pulled back for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and it it kind of screwed up the draft room a little bit. That's going to happen when we're doing drafts this early, when we're still working through some things. So Cook would have probably gone around two. I would imagine Jacobs would have gone maybe a few spots earlier. Jacobs or Jones? And, excuse me, Jones. Um, and and again, like I said, I'm I'm aggressive with where I'm drafting Josh Jacobs. In in a month from now, I have them I think back to back in my rankings, Jacobs and Jones. I, I may flip that. Uh, Marlon Mack is another one. Carryon Johnson is another one. You know, so the, all three of those guys were three that I would kind of put in the same scenario the way I have it ranked.
1: Okay, Dave, what did you think of uh, Josh Jacobs going ahead of Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, Phillip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, guys like that?
2: I thought it was a little early, but when you've got conviction in a player, you take the player. It seems pretty simple to me. I do like the chance for Josh Jacobs to get three or four catches a game. I think he can do that, and I think he's got 12 carries at minimum every week locked up already. So lead back in Oakland, going to catch a few passes on top of it. If if you want him bad enough, that's kind of where you go with them. Maybe even leaking into late round three. Like if you like, Jimmy, if you were picking ninth or 10th, that was your draft spot in the odd rounds. Do you even think about taking Jacobs that early because you want him that bad? Or do you hope he makes it back to you a few spots later than where you actually took him?
3: So what, what I probably would have done if Fournette wasn't there, cause that's the guy I took in round three. Um, then I probably would have gone with the uh, I, – I, yeah, I probably would have taken Jacobs. But then you wouldn't have had then, Fournette. Right, so what I probably would have done, I would have taken Jacobs and Jones or or Jacobs and Marlon Mack or, or On Johnson, one of those two.
1: Okay, and then we go to David Montgomery for the Bears, 62nd overall, second pick of round six. David Montgomery went after Lamar Miller just before Darius Geis and Miles Sanders, the other rookie we'll talk about here. So Montgomery and Miles Sanders going with the second and fourth picks of round six. And I took Sanders. Jamie took Montgomery. I took Sanders. This pick was the hardest one for me. Uh, I would have taken
3: Sanders if Montgomery was gone.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised they lasted into round six. So that was uh, 62nd and 64th overall. Uh, this, to me, was the mistake I made. I, I took Sanders and was hoping, hoping that a tight end would come back to me um, in round seven, but before my next pick, obviously a lot of tight ends were already off the board. O.J. Howard went, Hunter Henry went, Jared Cook went, and I'm really weak at tight end, and I don't want to be weak at tight end this year. So I'm not sure I would I would do that. I, I might take O.J. Howard or Hunter Henry over Miles Sanders, but... Yeah, it was feeling like a good opportunity. The next running back off the board, that there was kind of a, a wait, and then it was Tevin Coleman, like seven picks later. Which is so, good value for Coleman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But but we yeah but but now running backs. Then it's Jarek McKinnon, the McCoy. So that's that's the appeal of getting Montgomery and Sanders, guys who could play a big role, have really good rookie seasons in the '60s. You know, I don't think I made a bad pick necessarily taking Sanders, but I do think I should have taken a tight end over him.
3: And and I'll I'll say in retrospect, if I knew I was getting Montgomery in round six, I would have taken more of a sure thing with Jacobs or Mac or Carry On Johnson, one of those guys that, you know, are proven at the spot where I took Jacobs just again because of what the security is giving given from those other guys.
2: And I I think I feel the same way about Montgomery as you do about Jacobs, where I don't mind getting him I don't mind reaching up for him a little bit. Um Probably into round five in a PPR for David Montgomery. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not you 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 have that conviction. Like I said, Jamie's got it for Jacobs. I'm feeling pretty good about Montgomery. Oh, I love Montgomery. I, I, if
3: and if, and I think if if I didn't if I didn't see Evan Ingram on the board in round five, I was taking him in round five uh,
2: and having him fall to your lap in round six. Right, that might have been that might have been up there for best pick in the draft too. Well, but but it is PPR, and you know Jordan Howard caught
1: twenty passes last year. The, he, th- this the, is a. Uh, yeah, yes. but they still have Tariq Cohen. Player. But they still have
2: Tariq Cohen, obviously. They do. They so have, what's going to happen in they Chicago? They also have is, Patterson. Don't rule that out. They're they're going to just mix and match these guys all the time, and I'm sure what they're looking at is almost every single situation. They're not going to care which running back is in the game, whether it's Montgomery, Cohen, Davis, Patterson. But I do think at the goal line they will care. And I think you'll see a little bit more of Montgomery down there than you will the other guys.
3: Yeah, and and Trubisky was on a radio interview this past week, and he said we have a three-headed monster. I don't think Davis is going to get just completely punted and and is a break glass in case of emergency type of guy. I think he's going to get work, too. He could be the one working at the goal line. Wouldn't be a surprise if that's the case. They
2: they could all get reps inside the five. We saw Cohen inside the five last year.
3: Yeah, I don't think you want to overvalue Montgomery, but late round five, early round six is a good spot for him.
1: Okay, so if you take Josh Jacobs for Oakland, David Montgomery for the Bears, Miles Sanders for the Eagles, who has the... Rank them in terms of catches. I'd
3: Jacobs, probably do it like that. Yeah, Jacobs, Montgomery, Sanders. Okay. I still want to see what Philly's backfield looks like once they pare everything down.
2: So was Paris Campbell the first receiver taken? Rookie receiver? He might have been. I. He's my favorite rookie receiver, so it, it's not like I... Yeah, yeah, you t- you took him. <laughs> was really paying attention to anybody else. Yeah, I went Campbell and Hardman, two picks apart.
1: And I took Jeronimo Allison in between them. So I hate like, you. Dave took Paris Campbell. I took Jeronimo Allison. And Chris Towers took Miko Hardman. And it's so funny because Jamie can guess every one of my picks. He always it's, knows it's, what I'm going to take. It's, it's so frustrating. And the funny thing is, like I was looking at your roster at the time,
3: and <laughs> I, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head what it was through the first six picks. But I was like, oh, he may actually not take Allison here.
1: Oh cuz no, I had three yeah. wide receivers. Right. Something like that? I think so. Yeah, and I did t- I did. So, sorry about that. No, I th- uh, I'm not sure. Oh, we'll go over my team cuz Dave loved it and I have no problem talking about myself. Uh yeah, what do you think about Camp- Campbell and Hardman going in the 7th round? So, I don't know when that was in the draft. That was it's the right like spot because you look
3: at the other receivers that are are there. I, I like Allison better, but it's not by much. You know, I, I think you can you can argue the upside for all three of those guys: Campbell, Allison, and Hardman, and, and the downside for all three of them. Uh, after that, it's Shepard. You know, I mean, you, 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 we we talked about this. Is he the best Giants receiver? Maybe. Uh, D. D. Westbrook was the was the fourth receiver there or fifth receiver there. So Campbell, Allison, Hardman, Shepard, then Westbrook's in in round eight. Kiki Q. T. In round eight. That's a reach, in my opinion. Uh, Fitzgerald golden Tate, you know, so when you're starting to look at these guys, that's kind of where it comes out. Now we did do this draft before the Doug Baldwin news happened, which was when he was released. Mm -hmm. I do think that you're going to see just because of the opportunity for Metcalf, no matter what the scenario is, at least right now, he's still coming off the combine where everybody knows his name because of the pictures that were released and, and the numbers that he ran. And he was expected to be such a high first round pick that did not happen. I would not be surprised if he's the first rookie receiver drafted, ahead of Campbell, ahead of Hardman. I wouldn't do it. I know Dave and and, and you wouldn't do it, Adam. But I I think you're going to get that uh, happening a lot.
1: I Does might. That I'm, I No, I think I, I think I'd take Hardman. And I've talked about Paris Campbell and just how it's been so long since there have been two wide receivers who have been good for the Colts. Um, because luck just spreads the ball around so much. Like you know, Hilton's going to get his. But you also know the tight ends catch a lot of touchdowns. The running backs catch balls out of the backfield. So I think it was Reggie Wayne and T. Y. Hilton in Hilton's first year first year of his career or something like that. Was the last time you had like two eight hundred yard receivers. Gosh, I like, I'm sorry I don't remember the stat off the top of my head, but the takeaway yeah, it was, was that was the
3: Bruce Arians year. It was twenty fourteen, I believe.
1: The takeaway was it's just Andrew Luck has not has not given us a number two wide receiver that's been good for fantasy since either his rookie year or Hilton's rookie year or whatever it was. Uh, and sure, of course the, arg- also, the mean, argument yeah. is like they haven't had the- they haven't had Paris Campbell. I get that. Right, but you, you I mean, you know if
3: you if you use Ebron last year as the
1: But I don't b- use that because that because you know what he does with tight ends. I mean, you know where he goes in the red zone.
3: You know? No, he goes I, to I, everybody. I, I'm the red I'm zone. in agreement with you. I, I think again, this is a good spot for Campbell, but I wouldn't necessarily overvalue Campbell as a guy that's going to be a starter for a fantasy team unless you're talking about three receiver sets. Now, Hardman has a little bit of a higher ceiling. Because of the Tyreek Hill situation and who's not going to be there if he's not there.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. And then we also had Nikhil Harry and Marquise Brown going in round nine. Did I take Marquise Brown? Yes. I think I did. And, you know, I, I, like, I like to say that I said it on the the Monday show after the NFL draft. On the Friday show, I basically trashed the Marquise Brown pick from a fantasy standpoint, you know, by the Ravens. And then on the Monday show, I said, "What, you know, thought about it. Let's give the guy a chance. He's so explosive. Give him the ball, get him in space, and let him do his thing. So I've, I've come around there. Uh, and then Nikhil Harry, certainly opportunity with the Patriots, and those guys went in round nine. Uh, more rookies were drafted after that. Daryl Henderson, DK Metcalf. Well, Met- Metcalf end. was round 10. And,
3: and, and again, I think if the news had happened a day earlier, he's in that same round seven, round eight range with Hardman and,
1: and Campbell. And the only rookie quarterback taken was Kyler Murray. So I uh I think uh, that covers the rookies, right? We're good? Well, well no, we had, had tight ends. We, had, we yeah. had
3: one owner drop both rookie tight ends and he did it. It was uh your favorite person to pick on Matthew Coca. He took uh Noah Fant first in round ten and then Hawkinson in round eleven.
1: Did they both finish the season strong with Iowa?
3: <laughs> probably. Why? Is that something he says?
1: Yeah, it was, like, it was his reason for taking everyone that he took uh, in the draft. Curtis finished Samuel the season.
3: Finished the season strong. Yeah.
1: yeah, he finished the season strong. That was, yeah, I,
3: yeah, I didn't like it but, you know, if one hits he's in good shape. Yeah, exactly. That's why I do like But it. there are other guys on the board that were better. At tight end? Vance McDonald in particular for me.
2: Gotcha. What's the upside with Vance McDonald?
3: Chris Herndon was another one. What's the upside with Chris Herndon? Delaney Walker was another one. OK, Um, they're all proven
2: and rookie tight end struggle. The That's track record of rookie tight ends is very clear. There's no doubt about it. But I like the opportunity that both of these guys are going to get. And if you're if you're just going to look squarely at. All right, I'm probably going to end up cutting this tight end anyway. Give me somebody with some upside. I yes, you can make the case for Vance McDonald you can maybe make the case for a couple other guys but i think you can make the case for both of these rookie tight ends as well you can
3: it's just there time and time again everything shows us rookie tight end struggle there's been one in the last 5 years that has been good and it was Evan Ingram right and so the, the, you have a, you have a track record with Matthew Stafford with a high profile rookie tight end which was Eric Ebron and he was terrible
2: who would you agree wasn't quite ready for the NFL when he came in ebron um
3: i don't remember at the time that you know, no, it's I like he was more, I, I af- really... more
2: athlete than well, fine prospect in catcher. That's probably
3: fair, but still, you know, it's uh it it's still a situation of quarterback that hasn't leaned on tight end. When he had one, that was supposed to be great. And that's not necessarily
2: true. What tight end has he made good? Brandon Pettigrew. He had like over a hundred targets with him. And he was great. For a couple of seasons. He was good enough for he was top ten in fantasy. That's what that I'm not looking for him to be the number one tight end. He's not going to be. Congratulations, there. Matt! You just drafted the next Brandon Pettigrew. Yeah, <laughs> but he if he's a top ten tight end by the end of the year, I, I don't think it's that bad of a pick. When when did he take him? Round ten? Round eleven? Round eleven? Around that? It's late. You're you're taking shots on players then anyway, and if you whiffed on the stud tight ends, but
3: there are other guys there that are better.
2: I don't know if they're necessarily better. I can't say that you. I can't say that with Hawkinson. I will take I think my chance.
3: I I, I I could certainly see it, but I personally will take my chances on the targets coming from Roethlisberger in that offense than the targets coming from either Joe Flacco or Matthew Stafford
2: for the two rookies.
1: This whole time I've been trying to find a stat about rookie tight ends and I can't find it, so we're just we're not gonna give it.
2: Jamie uh, just gave it.
1: Yeah, but there's more to it. Okay, we've had four top sixteen tight ends in the last three seasons. So Hunter Henry, O.J. Howard, Chris Herndon were usable. But as oh, Jamie I said, I, only I, Ingram was top 10.
3: Yeah, I, I think you'll get usable production from those guys. But it, it'll be one of those situations where, for the most part, they're going to get drafted as secondary options. Like, I think if you're telling me that, that Coca took Proven Guy and Hawkinson. Proven Guy. Like if Van-
2: he took Vance McDonald in one of the cookies. different. and, have a and, 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 and
3: I hate using Vance McDonald as an example because he hasn't exactly been great. But it's just opportunity for him. But if he doesn't – he, I don't think he's going to know in, in this scenario, and, and I know, Dave, you've advised this. We talked about this last week. If you take both these guys, you're not going to know which week to start them because they'll have the good week, and then you'll say, okay, maybe now's the opportunity for him, yeah. and then they'll go away because that's just what rookie tight ends do.
2: As opposed to Vance McDonald or Chris Herndon or any of these other late-round tight ends that have shown just years of consistency. <laughs>
3: But they're in different offenses that will have the opportunity to use them, I think, a little bit more based on quarterback play that has used those tight ends a little bit more and offenses that have used the tight ends a little bit more. Adam Gase with his tight end track record, however you want to nitpick it. Does he really better, have a tight end track yeah, what record? What was the, tr- the like, – Julian like, Julia, Julia Thomas was great. Yeah, Mi- Miami was terrible. Chicago, he had a top 12 season out of his guys.
2: He had a good tight end. Out of his guys? At Martellus Bennett? that was his, it was, he was Wasn't a that better. his tight end in Chicago? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I mean, I'm the,
1: like the so, thing about Adam Gase I, is, is Peyton Manning was Adam Gase's quarterback. And like, you know, I I, I don't want to go back on Adam Gase's track record because you don't know how much was Gase and, and how much was just Peyton sure, Manning. Sure, which maybe. is
2: why you go off of what you saw in Miami versus what you saw on other stops along the way. Although I will give him credit in Chicago because, I mean, you John Fox was a call on the play. Um, I, I, yeah. I think Jamie's argument is good with McDonald. I think the real knock on Bass McDonald is that he's old and he breaks down. And outside of that, if, if he stays healthy for 16 games, then you know what? He might be a good, consistent fantasy tight end. Yeah. And you might wish you took him ahead of the rookies. Who did take Vance McDonald in this draft? You did. You oh, that's did. right. And oh. what round did you take him in? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me.
3: Round 11. Yeah. Hey, After round 11. The rookies came off the board. How about that? What would you have taken pick. one of the rookies?
1: No. Uh, well, if if McDonald were off the board, I probably would have taken Hawkinson. Yeah, I could see myself. Yeah, that, that's Hawkinson. fine yeah, but I, I would have gone with McDonald over Hawkinson, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, uh, we'll take one more quick break here when we come back. we'll talk about uh, some of our favorite squads. and yeah, I'm interested to get your thoughts on the uh, the round four conundrum I had. I thought I made the right pick, but uh, Twitter did not agree. We'll be right back on fantasy football fantasy foot this is football. fantasy football. Football, football today, stick around.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Okay, so yeah, round four, right? What do you do here if you're old Adam Azer? You took James Conner in round one. You took Le'Veon Bell in round two. Did not expect, did not expect, did not really like to go running back, running back with my first two picks, but oh well.
3: Two years ago, Kevin Colbert loved your draft.
1: Dave Gettleman Loved my draft this year too (laughs) Yeah, so I got the Steelers guys And the former Steelers, Connor and Bell Uh, Round three, I took Julian Edelman And round four Do I take Kenny Galladay Or Aaron Jones I took Galladay to get my second wide receiver And Most people thought I should have taken Aaron Jones in a PPR league to take three receivers with your first four picks, or to take three running backs with your first four picks. Uh, I didn't really want to do that. I wanted a little bit more balance. Did I make the right call? What would you have done there?
2: I was in the exact same boat you were in. I was picking right after you, and two of my first three picks were running backs. And I was hoping for Galladay to fall into my lap, and you took him one spot ahead of me. I would have taken Galladay ahead of Jones if I had my choice between the two for the reasons you laid out. You want to have a nice, balanced team. But I couldn't pass up the value of Aaron Jones. I can start him in my flex. In the event that Damian Williams is not who I think he is, I've got Aaron Jones ready to go at a a moment's notice in my lineup. But what would you have done, Adam, if both Jones and Galladay were gone? As they should have been. Let's take a look. Let's well, just say, right, like so that, Watkins was picked ahead
3: of both of them. So so I'll give you three, three guys. He shouldn't have been. Three guys in Landry, I, Cooks, and Watkins.
1: I would have taken – I probably would have taken Brandon Cooks or Marlon Mack. Uh, yeah. Well, he had the shot at Mack. Actually, why am I not considering Watkins there? I, I really think I probably should take Watkins there because we don't know what Tyreek Hill's situation is, obviously.
3: The only thing – the knock on, on Watkins, which is obvious, is his health. If you just look at his numbers over... We talked about this. What a 16-game pace would have been if you take out the games where he didn't finish. He would have been exactly what Odell Beckham was in 12 games last year, or 13 games last year.
1: Okay, but do you think... he? Yeah, his numbers are pretty damn good. And his targets should go up. However
3: incremental, they should go up.
1: Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let let me me get get his numbers again, because I messed that up. I typed in Tyreek Hill. His numbers were very good, but Sammy Watkins were not as good. Okay, so... I don't know if Sammy Watkins deserves to be a round three pick if he stays healthy and Tyreek Hill were No, will round play. four. Round four pick. If he stays healthy and Tyreek Hill were playing, you know, we're, didn't have this situation. Like, I don't think. I think he'd be a late round four, early round five pick. If Tyreek Hill is playing? Yes.
3: Oh, no way he's going this high.
1: Right. That's what I'm saying. So that's not. The only knock on him is not injury. It's also, we don't know what Tyreek Hill's situation is.
3: No, but we're. Going with the assumption, as a site, that Tyreek Hill is not playing.
1: Are you? Because then I feel like... We don't have him ranked. Okay, but are you really doing that on draft day? Because if that's the case, then this is probably a steal. Uh, okay, let me phrase it this way. 39th overall he went. Do you think he went 39th overall, Sammy Watkins, with the idea of Tyreek Hill not playing at all? or, or Not playing at all. This is where – if Tyreek Hill were suspended for the season or cut by the Chiefs, this is where you'd take Sammy Watkins, 39th? I would not take him ahead of
3: Gallaudet, Jones, maybe Mack and on Johnson, but then he's, he's in this range. Okay, because I was thinking he'd go earlier. No, because wow. you, have, you have to build in the Sammy Watkins injury factor. He hasn't played 16 games since his rookie year. Mm-hmm. Last year he missed time with two separate injuries. It's just the nature of who he is as a player. I mean, we could have this argument we, – we, we can rewind – 2015, when he had a decent rookie season, 2016, 2017. I mean,
2: we've had this talk about Sammy Watkins all the time. I don't know if I'm taking him in round five, even if Tyreek Hill doesn't play this year. I've got it ranked that way. I have got I don't have Tyreek Hill ranked, so that means I don't think he's going to play. So so where's Mahomes'
3: numbers coming from then, if you don't like Sammy because
2: Watkins? Because I think he spreads it all around. to every, It's not that I don't like Sammy Watkins. I think he'll be good enough to be taken in round six. I think Hardman is going to play a role. I think Travis Kelsey is going to explode. You think Kelsey's doing a more than what he I think he could be even done. better than what he was last year. I think he could be a monster. And I think the running backs are going to catch a lot of passes. Mm.
1: All right. Well, you must like Damian Williams, though. Mm. So, uh, as as mentioned, let's uh, talk about our favorite teams. But real quick, Dave, I wasn't planning on bringing this up, but we may as well. What did you think about going running back, running back with your first two picks? Oh, no, you, you didn't. You had didn't. two. You had two running backs going into round four, but they were your second and third round picks.
2: Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, you, so did yeah. I like taking a third running back there? Is that kind of what you were getting at? Uh, Yeah, sure. Because
1: you did take Aaron no. Jones there. So you had Julio Jones, Joe Mixon, Damian Williams, and Aaron Jones. That's actually a pretty sexy team. I know. <laughs> it's Thank
2: pretty you. pretty sexy. That's good stuff. Who's your number two wide Jamie, receiver? Jamie thinks it's three quarters sexy. Not yeah, all I the know, I don't sexy.
3: like it really that much. Really? Yeah.
2: Why? Because
3: it's my like, team. I don't like Damian Williams.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that, but
3: that that throws it off for me. I mean, the first two picks are great, and then I don't like Calvin Ridley where he
2: took him either. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of Ridley. Oh, yeah. You know what I, I did though? Uh, that yeah. I think is a big no-no is I took and Dante Pettis too. Four I Falcons. So I took four Falcons. That's okay. I have four Falcons in my starting lineup. Hey Dave, let I let me- think their offense is going to be on fire this year. Yeah, let me tell you, something. I took three
1: Chiefs in the Superflex League that we did last year. And I was like, I don't know about that. And I made the finals. Right,
2: it works yeah. out when the team is good. But I mean, any one of those guys gets hurt, and it pretty much hurts the the upside of my entire team.
1: Okay, Dave, come and see how good I look. Talk about how great my team is.
2: I liked your team a lot. If I could trade with anybody in this league, team for team, I would trade to get your team. Um, uh, Bell and Connor as your top running backs, I think is outstanding. Edelman and Galladay, a wide receiver. You did what I would have done, which is take the second receiver over the third running back. Cooper Cup is your flex. If we're assuming that he's ready to go for the start of the season, we talked about it last week, just how good he could be. Sean Watson at quarterback, great value when you got him. Yeah. Potential to be the number one quarterback in fantasy. You always want to get somebody who's got that type of upside. And I like your bench, too. I like that Miles Sanders is there. Allison's there. Hollywood Brown is one of my favorite bench receivers, just a guy to have on on standby. Um, My my least favorite pick is probably Delaney Walker. But who cares? Because you got him late. My second tight end. Yeah. Yeah. He's your second tight end. Like if you're going to draft a second tight end, I don't know if Delaney Walker is the best one for it. Maybe in PPR it's okay because if he is his old self, he'll catch six passes a game. Yeah. I, I don't even know if he'll do that, though, because they have A.J. Brown and <laughs> he, uh, Adam Humphreys. He got hurt in the middle
1: team. of week one and he had four catches for 52 yards on seven targets. Is he
2: still game. going to be that that security blankie for Mariota now that Mariota's got two other short area guys that he can dink and dunk to?
1: I, I don't know, but I do think that Delaney Walker could... St- could be, sneak his way into the top 12 at tight end this year. Okay.
2: Well, who cares? He's yeah. going to be on your bench to start the season. I think McDonald is a great streaming option to begin the year.
1: I, I like your team a lot. Thank you. And, and I have Deontay Foreman, Miles Sanders, and Jamal Williams as my bench running backs. Uh, I don't know that you need five running backs in a PPR league, but uh, I like the value. And Foreman is probably, at least right now, somebody I'm, I'm going to be taking A lot, because I I feel like if they they didn't address running back, and that means that, to me, Deontay Foreman's going to have a role. And then that means he's going to have the opportunity to be better than Lamar Miller, which I think anyone could see that happening. Yep. So I'm going to be taking—let me just see where I took Deontay. In round 12. Yeah, okay, I like that pick.
2: Great, it's a good pick.
1: Okay. Jamie, did you have a favorite team?
3: Outside of the Gronkowski pick, I thought George did a nice job. Well, let's take a look at George's team. What, what, uh, what did you like about it? You know, I, I, it's, it's one of those things where, like, when you're making picks at the time, or you're seeing picks happen at the time, it's not, like, I hate best. I hate this
1: team. Wow. Yeah, I hate it. You do? I don't think it's a team worth hating. <laughs> I just think I hate it. Uh, well, his flex is LeSean McCoy. His flex is terrible. I hate his, his bench.
2: His bench is not appealing.
3: I would say his uh his flex is going to end up being Carlos Hyde, but I do like Larry Fitzgerald and Annie Isabella in in PPR. I think Isabella is going to be the best rookie receiver for the Cardinals. I don't think Fitzgerald's done.
1: Okay, his team is Patrick Mahomes, who he took in round 3. Four uh, he's, he's got Where a top he? 3
3: quarterback, a top 3 tight end, a top 3 receiver, and I I like his his Top four running backs of Lindsey Henry, Hyde, and McCoy.
1: Okay, here's the team for George Mahomes, Derek Henry and Philip Lindsey, Devontae Adams and Mike Williams, Zach Ertz, LaShawn McCoy, the Rams and Harrison Butker. On the bench, Damian Harris. That's the the uh, rookie running back for the Patriots. Actually, we didn't talk about him, did we? Oh yeah, you did at the beginning. Right? I'm sorry. Carlos Hyde for the Chiefs, Chris Thompson. Larry Fitzgerald, Rob Gronkowski, and Andy Isabella. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't like it.
3: If he takes uh, – I looked at where he took Gronk. If he doesn't take Gronk there in round 11, he takes Anthony Miller, or he takes Tyrell Williams, I like the receiver depth a little more.
2: He doesn't need the second tight end. No, Gronk was just the – He's got Ertz. Yeah. I, he, couldn't he have waited at least two more rounds to take Gronk anyway? No, he just he didn't have to take him.
3: I think I don't like the Mahomes pick. Some great. I don't like where he took board. him either. But, again, when you look at the finished product – if Mahomes is, doesn't lose much from right. last year and Ertz is the same guy and
2: Adams is the same guy, those are three dominant players. Okay. He got Phillip Lindsey in round four. I believe right. he got Derrick Henry in round five. He did.
1: He took Derrick Henry one pick before Mark Ingram.
2: So I, I think that that was good value on the running backs, and that kind of saved him.
1: Yes. So let me just say this, and everybody, this could be the thing that you know we clip and play over and over again. And people can kill me for it. But Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to lose a lot from last year.
2: Oh, of course. Yes. That was going to be the case no matter This who is what you're worried about to. people killing you on? Well,
1: so don't say if Patrick Mahomes
2: doesn't lose much because he's going to no, 100%. He's going to
3: lose. But again, when you look at the finished product of what he has as a team, I don't think you're going to see a lot of people have Patrick Mahomes ranked outside of a top five scenario. No, right? No, for sure. Okay. Zach Ertz is going to be ranked among the top three tight ends. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, I'm assuming, top. I'll say top five. Should, be number,
1: should be number one.
3: Right. And then the, the rest of it, just to, from a starting standpoint, yes, his flex could be a little bit weak. But Lindsey and Henry, to go with those other guys, I think Mike Williams is a very good third receiver with the chance to be a number two guy with the bump in targets that he should get without Tyrell Williams there. So, look, there are holes. There are holes in all these teams. I don't think there's a great team in this league.
2: I just want to remind you, I, we've talked about this before. If, if you take 10% off of what Mahomes did last year, he still would have been QB1. If you took 20% off of what he did last year, he would have been QB2. If you took 25% off what he did last year, he would have been QB5. Yeah, so if, that, if yeah, you think he's going to be he's gonna, he's be, gonna, three be, quarters he's gonna of be really good last yeah, year. Yeah.
1: He's going to be great. He's
2: He's going to be worth taking as a top five quarterback. I just think if you're... If you want to take a top five quarterback, you can wait a little longer than round three. If you if you absolutely you know, have to cinch in one of those five.
1: Any team that uh, really screwed the pooch,
2: Chris Towers' team. I don't like very much. I, I he took Juju. He could have had Odell or Michael Thomas. He took Watkins. He's the one that took Watkins in early round four. I like the Kelsey pick. Uh, I'm not feeling Devontae Freeman. He's got free, his running backs. His, his running backs are Freeman Miller, Darius Geis. He got Ito to go with Freeman. I guess that's smart. He got the other Freeman, Royce Freeman. And th- mm. those are his running backs. He, he, uh, he's he got Hardman to go with Sammy Watkins. Mm, yeah. This he drafted very, very, very responsibly. This is not a good team. He also well, has good, Dak it, Prescott. I, you know what? This is almost like a better best ball team, Ex- with one exception his quarterback is Dak he he likes to wait on quarterback it's the only quarterback he's got uh, yeah I, I, on the surface in a in a you know traditional fantasy league like the one we just drafted i don't i don't like his team
1: right and that's the thing it's like chris likes to wait on quarterback but i think he takes it too far and to be fair like dak once he got amari cooper dak was certainly usable i mean he was pretty good 18 22 14 30 15 30 6 18 and 41 fantasy points. He had three humongous games in nine games with Amari Cooper. Uh he unfortunately had five pretty not necessarily bad, but you know, 18 or fewer fantasy points and then he had 22 against the Eagles. But right, like wait on quarterback, sure. Wait on quarterback. Don't don't wait that. Cam Newton went in the 12th round. Could you could have done, done that instead of Dak in the 13th round.
2: That could end up being the best pick in the draft. Big be. Definitely. Um, and to Chris's point, he could before week one if he wanted to, he could cut Prescott. Here's here are the quarterbacks who are not taken, because I always think this is interesting, especially in our drafts. Big Ben, Garoppolo, oh, jo- Josh Allen. Cut Dak
1: right now for Garoppolo.
2: Trubisky, Cousins, Lamar Jackson.
1: Does anybody have Josh
2: Rosen? And uh, Cousins, Cousins will be picked up at
1: some point. Does anybody have uh, Dak ahead of Garoppolo?
3: Yes, as a no. Really? I believe I do, too.
1: Really? Interesting. Why? Tell me why. I think well, Dak's numbers, I, I numbers with Cooper were good.
3: Yeah. They were. And Gallup gets better. Jason Witten's a difference maker.
2: <laughs> uh, I think having Travis Frederick back will help. Offensive coordinator is a big plus, too. I like the new OC. If you look at Amari Cooper
1: the nine regular season games with Dallas, he had 53 catches. 725 yards and six touchdowns. He had 397 yards and five touchdowns in two of those nine games. And in the other seven, he had 327 yards. That's fewer than he had in those two big ones and one touchdown. It would be A little
2: a, feast or famine going on, yeah. A
1: little bit, but then he had two good playoff games. He had seven catches for 106 yards against Seattle and six for 65 and a touchdown at the Rams. Kind of screwed up the narrative a little bit. Uh, you do wonder what kind of player you're going to get there.
2: Probably. A I think Dallas. I think he'll show better consistency. I think the targets will be there for him. I, he'll he'll get used better in Dallas than he did in Oakland. And I, I'm I'm okay with Dak Prescott round 13 pick. I'm not okay with Dak Prescott your only quarterback on your roster.
3: I have no problem with it in a league like this because of who's on right. the waivers. Why, why would you need to spend another pick on two guys?
2: So you have the second guy.
1: And they I'm sure they I'm pretty sure they face the Giants in week one because they always face the Giants in week one. They do. So that should be a good opportunity for Like Dak.
2: he he's got four receivers on his bench. One of them is Tyrell Williams.
3: I'd much rather have Tyrell Williams than the second quarterback. Uh
2: we- yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. there's, I've there's, got Juju. I've there, got Watkins. There's, there's I've got so all these many, other guys.
3: When am I going to so use Tyro Williams? When are you going to use another quarterback? Unless Prescott stinks in week one, you go out and get somebody else.
2: I just want to have them already on my team. For what? They're it's all you, you just
3: said. All oh, these guys are on waivers. Why?
2: Because I'm never going to start Tyro Williams.
3: Okay, but if you're believing in Dak Prescott as your number one guy, what's the difference? You'd much rather have running back, and because receiver I'd rather. Death than a second
2: ha- quarterback. I'd rather have the second quarterback just in case. Dak doesn't do what I think he is capable of doing, which is finishing toward the bottom of the top twelve. Being I, well, a good quarterback, I think, quarterback I think that you could. I, I've got I don't an unusable see, receiver.
1: I don't see how, even if you, you have like an
2: unusable second quarterback, I don't, don't if, draft Dak if that's
3: not the guy you like.
1: If you don't like uh, Dak, or if you do like Dak better than Garoppolo, I still think that Garoppolo clearly, to me at least, has more upside. So. I mean, Dak, to me, I think you should have a second quarterback. I, I just don't think that Prescott has, like, league winner upside. He can get a second quarterback. It's very easy for him. But if Garoppolo goes off in week one, then you're not getting a second quarterback. Cause Somebody else is going to get him.
3: Okay, then whoever's taking that guy is dropping somebody that, A, you can use at a different spot, or there's probably going to be another guy that goes off in week one, too. Probably a guy like Tyrell Williams is who he'll drop. Could be. <laughs> Or he could drop Michael Hardman, who may stink. Or he could drop Darius Guys, who may not be 100. percent Or Deshaun Jackson doesn't have one of his big boomer bust games. There are lots of guys he could drop.
2: No one's dropped. He could drop
3: Deshaun. Dak. All right,
2: maybe. He could drop Dak.
3: Deshaun. I mean, it's very easy. You don't take two quarterbacks in this type of format.
1: I, I don't. I don't agree with that blanket blanket statement.
3: It, you're right. It Should not be a blanket statement. If you have a guy you believe in, you don't need to take two guys.
2: Let's just. See. I agree with How that. many teams do you think have two quarterbacks in this in the draft we just did? Uh, four four I'm looking at four
1: yeah I'm on fire today and those quarterback combos are Wentz and Rivers makes sense Wilson and Brady Cam Newton and Kyler Murray Andrew Luck and Jared Goff so like the last one obviously stands out like why would you think but but honestly like Jared Goff has QB one upside so I'm okay with this. That Jared Goff is actually a quarterback that you might be able to trade and get some decent – Who is trading for, Or How, how many leagues Andrew have you played Luck? in the
3: last five years, Adam, where you've traded a quarterback that's not Dynasty?
2: I, I couldn't say. you traded a court. You would trading know – Trading a quarterback at, or getting what getting tra- what you tra- think tra- is good value Traded a quarterback.
1: I, I don't know. But I've, I've traded
2: quarterbacks. Obviously, obviously – anyway. I don't get what I would example d- of a quarterback you I've, traded?
1: I've done it in a two-quarterback league. I won't count that. That
2: two quarterback and super flex yeah, doesn't count. That's that doesn't count. Uh two years ago I had Deshaun Watson and another quarterback, and I traded the quarterback for a bench running back. And then Watson got hurt, and I was scrambling at quarterback the rest of the way. That's not a cautionary tale about quarterbacks. The the real cautionary tale is if you get that second quarterback, you're not going to get fair value for him. It's been that way for for years, ever since the position's been as deep as it is. So then why would you want to carry two? Because both you want to have as many chances as you can to have a top ten quarterback. That's why. It's just, it's exactly why you might carry two tight ends if you're streaming tight ends. So you want to have as many just like you're drafting as many running backs as you can. that's the I point of those
3: late rounds. If picks. I if I'm if I'm taking my chances on Sammy Watkins as a starting receiver or Darius Geis as a flex option, I would rather have backups at those positions than I would at quarterback, where we've just named five guys that are available on waivers, not including Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr and other guys that could have the chance to all be in the same range, maybe not top five, but certainly 10 through 15. So
1: I think what I've sort of... I, I agree with both sides here. Uh, I think what I've sort of come to conclude just by myself is that if there's a quarterback available late that has legitimate like superstar potential, then I I have no problem rostering that guy as a backup Um, And that's what I think the Andrew Luck, Jared Goff owner did. And that's sort of how I see, I don't know that I see superstar, but I see like total breakout in Garoppolo, but I'm just, get used to it. I'm going to like Garoppolo more than probably anyone. Um and then you could maybe trade Andrew Luck and get something, and then just ride with Jared Goff, and that's. But again, we just we I, don't. I, see I understand that. that you're going to get less value than you should for Andrew Luck, but you still might be able to turn Luck into something better than what's on waivers.
2: Agree. You would probably Agreed. end up doing Luck, and but
3: you're also starters for a better. Starter. You're also going to probably have, I'll say at minimum two to three weeks of, God, I need to drop somebody, and I can't drop that guy.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's a good that's point. That's a good point. You, you you don't feel like oh crap, I can't really drop he Actually, can drop I went, Jared Goff. I went through well. that. I went through that with Kirk Cousins, where I think I did drop him at some point because I had to, and like it ended up not being a big deal. But I was like, God, I can't drop Kirk Cousins. But no, I I could drop Kirk Cousins. Uh, all right, we're done for uh, with the draft. Uh, Game of Thrones, Jamie. Sure. Okay. Thank you for listening. If you don't want any spoilers. Last few minutes will be a Game of Thrones talk, and uh, we will talk to you on Thursday. We're going to have uh, some guest interviews coming up, some beat writers on the show, like we had uh, on Friday with our Seattle guest, Dick Fane. We're going to have more of that, different teams throughout the next few weeks, hopefully to fill in the blanks. Okay. I, 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 it's a good episode. What's wrong with everybody? Why did everybody hate it? What's going on here?
3: It's, I, I think it's people didn't get what they wanted.
1: You know, I like, kind of did.
3: Like who? Who could not see that this was coming from her?
1: I didn't see this coming. Really? I should have. There were a lot of signs, but I did not think she was going to become a, a mass a mass murderer. Basically, uh, you did not to that extent. I thought
3: once she, um, I thought she was just going to kill the soldiers. Like when she started going through the city. Yeah. I didn't expect her to go full massacre. Right. And just completely tear the city down. I also thought that maybe she would just go to the castle and, and burn that down too.
1: I didn't think she was going to kill Cersei though, because I felt like there were more natural people to kill Cersei. And I actually did like the way Cersei died Cersei and Jamie yeah. dying together. And right. It was,
3: and I think there, there was some like, criticism about the Euron Jamie fight. Like, they, of course, they just happened to find each other on the, on the beach. Sure. And sure, but, but well, you then- can't
1: complain about not getting what you want and then complaining about, oh, I got what I want, but it was too convenient. I, I,
3: my approach has always been, and we've had this conversation about season seven in particular, that as I, I feel like every time I watch it, I, I walk away entertained.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So some of the stupidity of it, sure, I'll overlook. But the
1: thing about this episode was that I liked it, but I didn't really enjoy it. I wasn't that entertained. I was shocked. It was hard mm-hmm. to watch, and I don't say this critically. I respect the hell out of the episode. For not just taking the easy way out, because I had been critical of the show, like it, at first, it was like you never knew who was gonna die, you couldn't get too attached to a character, and then it got really predictable, happy ending, good guy wins sort of deal, and this episode went back to to like it's brutal surprising. game of Thrones, and I like I respect the hell out of it uh, and okay, some theories, some theories I read the New York Times review, and I think the New York Times floated this out that. We did not see Daenerys hardly at all once the burning started and maybe the dragon did that on its own. Drogon or whatever. Jamie doesn't doesn't think that theory. No,
3: was. I, I I think that was her.
1: Um Varys may have gotten word out to someone in the north.
3: Right, that the one that he burned the letter that he burned was not the original was one. Was a the decoy, definitely.
1: Right. Uh and I But that he, he was writing multiple. Sure. And and I do think that we there's no way we've seen the last of Torment or Ghost or anything like that. There's just no way. There was a very unsatisfying ending. Sansa obviously is gonna be furious. So yeah, yeah I, I I didn't know anything that was gonna happen going into this episode. I didn't know what it was. No, I didn't be I
3: didn't like. either. I didn't I didn't I didn't uh And I don't know I what's didn't gonna happen next That week. That's how it would happen. Um I thought actually it would be she goes mad at the end.
1: Oh
3: yeah, um, I is going to be curious to see who kills her because you remember uh, the red woman's prediction for Arya? Yes. of the eyes will close.
1: Right. Yeah. You
3: know who else has green eyes, right?
1: Daenerys has it? green eyes, yeah. Right. I, um, yeah, that makes sense for her but but the funny the thing about Arya is that she's she has gotten away from revenge. And uh, you know, and Daenerys well, did. Really. Yeah, she's turned away revenge several times. She, she was sh- the whole thing last night where she was going to kill Cersei. And did she? No. She keeps turning away. She didn't kill Jamie. She didn't well, kill if you the She most of the people on her list. She didn't kill any of them. <laughs> That's the thing. She has grown up since her time in wherever the hell Man. she was. Yeah, she absolutely has. That was the whole oh, point. Oh, no.
3: Has she grown up? Obviously. But, but, no, uh, but I, still, she, I still think, though, that if she. Now she's pissed.
1: But, but the hound has not grown out of it. And she, he even said her, like, don't become like me. And she has had several opportunities to exact revenge on the people on her list, and she hasn't done it. Uh, but will she make an exception now? when <laughs> she put Daenerys basically on her list? Yeah, I,
3: I, I one thing I, I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, the the whole Kingslayer,
2: does John become the Queenslayer?
1: Mm. Dave, are you finding any of this entertaining since you've never seen the show?
2: The problem that I'm realizing is that I don't think I'm ever going to be able to enjoy the show because now I know, like, what's going to happen. So yeah. when I start watching it, uh, you, you guys tell me, am I going to be able to understand or not? I'll be able to understand. Will I be able to enjoy it knowing that, I, I know the fate of so many characters and yeah. how it's all going to end. I think so. Not
1: as much, but, yeah. Actually, the, the funny thing is when I went back— yeah, By and, the
3: time you start watching, you'll forget most of the stuff.
1: You like. will forget a lot of it. But When I went back and started watching season one again after season seven before season eight, I sort of enjoyed it more because you see the way they set up. They put the breadcrumbs out there for you to figure out what's going to happen. And, Jamie, you've rewatched the whole series, so I don't know if you enjoyed it. Not yet. It.
3: I, I, you know, it's funny. I'm at the point in season seven where I it's right before like it gets a little questionable. Yeah. So I'm I'm still fine with season seven.
1: <laughs> you don't want to ruin that? Huh? You don't want to ruin that? No, no, I'm
3: gonna I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. I just got tied up with some stuff.
1: Okay, any anything else you wanna say about the episode?
3: Um uh, No.
1: Yeah, What? so so okay. Um there's some other stuff we were talking about. What do you think happens with Tyrion? I've no freaking idea what happens with I him. I
3: think she kills him. Remember what she said them? She goes if you cross me again, they'll do the last time.
1: That's true. And then, what about who's gonna who's gonna who, What's your prediction? Who's gonna up on I the think, throne? I think
3: John John kills her and ends up on the throne.
1: I think John Not kills Arya. her. And Sansa ends up on the throne. Sansa. Yeah, John get John gives it to Sansa.
3: I think she's the warden of the north.
1: Okay. All right. Fuck yeah. Great stuff, loving it, having so much fun. I can look, look forward to Sunday night so much. But make sure you watch the live basketball game before you watch the eh. Game of Thrones. Which one shot, anytime. it was a, oh, it was amazing.
3: it was
2: crazy. Was we, that amazing? I watched that with my kid live. It was. It looked like it was going to not even come close. If you get a chance, watch the. It, it,
3: it, it's all over Twitter. Watch the crowd reaction outside the. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The arena.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's one of those moments where sports is great. Sports, yeah, love love sports.
1: Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll talk to you on Thursday. See ya. Na, 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 na.